You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Pirates, though. And we're about to get into the Pirates. When is the last time? Do you remember the Pirates being good? I can't remember the last time the Pirates were good. I think when they had Andrew McCutcheon, like the first go around, they made the playoffs, maybe like the first round, like the wild card or something. So like Mm -hmm. there was a year there, maybe three, maybe it was like five years ago. It's hard to know with the COVID year, years kind of blend together. But there was a time where the Pirates weren't terrible. Like last year, they lost 100 (laughs) games. Like that is terrible. But there was a year when Andrew McCutcheon was playing well and the Pirates were Mm -hmm. not in contention for a World Series, but they were at least in the postseason, I think. This is how you know things have not gone well for your baseball team is when we're talking about the Pirates and you say, hey, there was a year when they weren't terrible, when they weren't the worst. I believe they made the wild card one year. Matt is saying they were, oh, 2015. Is the last yeah, time that they made the postseason? So no, only eight years ago, closer to a right. Decade, but so. it's you know it's in the last you know decade, <laughs> so it is within the realm of our memory. Like if you're yes. saying, well, they haven't been good since I've been a little girl. Like that's not accurate. And guess who's back? Andrew McCutcheon. So oh. maybe he can lead them to a little magic in the postseason. But I'm not so sure if he is still in those MVP type years. We shall see. If nothing else, here's my read on the Pirates. I think they do have some players that will be exciting to watch. Like, are they going to win a ton of games? Probably not. But at least it's giving the fans something to go to the games for. The last time the Pittsburgh Pirates won a playoff game was in 2013 when they beat another currently terrible team, the Cincinnati Reds. So you're right. They've had sort of moments where they popped up and said, hey, Remember us, we've got a baseball team here, but overall, has it been a great run for the Buccos in the NL Central? 62-100 and 100 last season. Their win total at MGM is set at 67.5. They're 60-1 to 1 not to win the World Series. No, 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 no. They're 60-1 to 1 to win the division. Now, they did make some interesting additions during the offseason. G-Man Choi in a trade with the Rays. They brought in Connor Joe in a trade with the Rockies. You mentioned Andrew McCutcheon being back. Austin Hedges signed a one-year deal. So did Carlos Santana. And Rich Hill as a free agent. One year, $8 million. Rich Hill is... What is Rich Hill? 43 now? My Lord, he's been around forever. An automatic fade candidate, generally, when he is on the mound. When you look at what the Buccos bring to the table, do you see anything here because bringing in rich hill like let's solidify this rotation and bring in rich hill as a starter is not generally a good sign 
No, it's not. And I think that's the problem. Uh, Their rotation is far from trustworthy. They have some young guys that are kind of feast or famine. Because here's the thing. Sometimes you'll take a risk on betting on the Pirates on the money line just because you're always getting, you know, plus 150, plus 175, two to one uh, against teams like the Dodgers. And there's Mm -hmm. guys like Mitch Keller who can strike out a lot of players, but also Mm -hmm. he can give up a lot of runs. So it's not like these guys are trustworthy, but talking about about the Pirates from a value standpoint, maybe there's some games that they'll surprise some people because they still won 62 games last year. Is that impressive? No, but I can guarantee huh. you they were plus money in a ton of those. So I think that is the read on the Pirates. As far as exciting players go, they do have some position players that are worth watching O'Neill mm-hmm. Cruz 17 home runs in just 87 games last year and also uh, an absolute unit 6-7 standing very tall and also trying to go for the 30-30 club this year that's what he's been telling people because uh, he also is pretty much a threat anytime he's on the base pass um, so they have some young players that should be fun to watch but like I said it's not a team that anybody is expecting to do much. Yeah, they have such this this swath between their younger players. Like, O'Neill Cruz is 23. Brian Hayes is 25. Calvin Mitchell is 24. And then on the flip side, you've got Andrew McCutcheon. Great history there, but he's 36. Carlos Santana is 36. Rich Hill, again, 43. So they're really running in extremes here. I wanted to ask you this a couple days ago, and I never got around to it. But when you're talking about, okay, being a part of the 30-30 club, or you're someone who has speed on the base pass, or you're someone who is is definitely a threat, would you maybe take a look at the over when it comes to maybe a stolen base prop or two because the bases are larger now, three inches larger on each side? And I know that may not seem like much, but when you're talking about you know the, the margin of error when it comes to throws to second base can often be razor sharp, that could make a difference. We'll see, because I would imagine like the books have this information as well. So it's not like the sports books are like, oh, man, didn't see that rule change. Like it's going to be built into the number. Like you are still taking into account the catcher, the pitcher. Is this pitcher somebody who is not great in the stretch? Is this catcher somebody who has a strong enough arm to get it, you know, there in time? So I think there are other factors that definitely are more weighted in your grading of whether you should play this play or not. But maybe it's a thing, but also limited pickoffs. And I laughed about this one because certain pitchers really like to pick off batters when they are standing at first base because it kind of keeps them in check. Because if you don't throw over there, they're going to get this Mm -hmm. huge lead. My husband was the absolute worst at this. I feel like it was something (laughs) wrong with him to where if somebody was standing on first, he had to throw at least five times. But here's the thing. If you let that person get a huge lead and they steal second, that's a game changer as opposed to having somebody on first with like no outs or whatever or having somebody on second. Uh, They're in scoring position. So maybe those two factors combined make it easier for guys to steal bases. But also, I believe this will probably be factored into the price. I think you're right. Although I also think that just like the books, we're sort of guessing like how much of an effect it will have. Certainly the books by it won't take long before they find exactly where that number needs to be. And it'll be sharp as it always is. But I think that's part of the fun of going into the season is because of those rule changes, whether it's a pitch clock 
whether it's the batter's clock, whether it's limited pickoffs, whatever it is, it's certainly going to affect the numbers, maybe even in a small way, but sometimes you're looking for that small edge to help you win your bets. One way in which I made some money on Pittsburgh last year, you know I love betting first five either run lines, money lines, whatever it is. And if you look at the Pittsburgh rotation, they have Mitch Keller, 12 wins in 68 career starts. Ranzi Contreras, 5-5 and and 18 starts as a rookie last year. And then Johan Oviedo comes over from the cards in a trade. He went 2-2 and in seven starts with an ERA of 3.23. So they're not completely, completely empty as far as their talent goes, but certainly with the right guy on the mound and a pretty weak lineup, you can fade the Pirates in certain spots and make some money. That's probably the only time I'll play them unless I, I, I'm going to take a gander or just going to take a, a chance on maybe the Pirates are plus money in a spot I like. Yeah, because that's the problem. Like, yeah, you can say, oh, just fade the Pirates. But, like, they're plus 175. And whoever you're taking is going to be minus 200, minus Mm -hmm. 220. So, like, you better not be wrong because those are not high return on an investment bets. So, I think, let's talk about the win total for a second. Because it's built into the price that they're going to be really bad. 67 and a half. This is a team that only won 62 games last year. Do we think the Pirates have any shot? at being any better because I tend to think that when you lose 100 games the only way to go is up and you know you got to look at the division as well uh NL Central pretty top heavy because you have two cellar dwellers um you know twin flames the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh (laughs) Pirates both finished with equal records of 62 and 100 so just off the bat you think to yourself oh well at least the Reds are in their division maybe there's some wins they can scrape across there But it is a Cubs team, I think, that made some moves to be better this year. Milwaukee is always good with their pitching. And St. Louis. I feel like I don't even know who they added, and it doesn't seem to matter. This is a team that's always competitive. It does not matter the year. A team that's always, uh, it feels like, in win-now mode. Like, there's been some years where they haven't been nearly as dominant. But still, uh, it's going to be a tough division, I think, for the Pirates. Yeah, and you have to be careful when you're talking about a team being so bad you just fade them all the time. On the run line last season, Pittsburgh was 82-80, and 80, and I learned this the hard way early on because you think, oh, this team is so bad, they're going to get blown out. But the Pirates were very good. I, I don't know how many times late in the ballgame in which I had the opposing team and the Pirates would score a run late or maybe pull out some win they weren't expected to do, but they were very good at keeping games close. Not a good baseball team, but unlike a lot of the bottom dwellers in Major League Baseball, like the A's come to mind, for example, the Pirates had a propensity to keep games close, so those are things you have to keep in mind, too, when you talk about automatically fading bad teams, which is sort of the inclination when you look at a team that is not good. Yeah, I don't know if we're putting 82 and 80 as a team that I would like want to trust on the run line, but you're right. I think anytime you're getting plus money on the run line, which uh, a little refresher course, if you don't remember what the run line is, it's when a bad team gets a run and a half because you have to play either side. It's a good team that's minus one and a half. Say it's like the Dodgers and they have to win by two or you're taking the other side and the Pirates are getting a run and a half. So a lot of this depends on the price and the situation. But yes, that goes to your point of saying you cannot just automatically fade the Pirates and say, well, they're a bad team. Wouldn't you just go against them every night? 
They do have some young guys. This is the only time when you go under the the weeds with these bad te- these bad teams, and you say, "Okay, there's a chance here." Indy Rodriguez, a young guy, hit 323, 25 home runs last year. Finally made it to AAA. He has spent time at catcher, first base, and left field. And then you have Henry Davis, the number one overall pick in 2021, hit 264, 10 home runs, but topped out at Double A in 2022. So they have a couple of young guys, but. Ultimately, Chelsea, these guys are not going to come in and move the win total. Well, and also we got to mention Cabrian Hayes because he mm-hmm. led all players in defensive run saves. So like I said, they have some young players that will be fun to watch. The question is, can they win 67 games? I don't know. Yeah, no, that's going to be a tough one. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.